Ach, du lieber, I almost fell out of my upper perch. Glad to see you all aboard. Sure, or wherever you are. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait. We forgot to wake up the glee club. I don't know. I don't know why that made me think of Shakira. Like when the when the birds came in. Oh, oh my gosh. Anyway, I'm your co-host Beth hanging out here with my boy. Your boy whose hips don't lie. It is Craig. Right. Welcome back to that Park Life Podcast, everyone. Yes. Ooh, I have to cough now. Give me a moment. Sure. Let's all give Beth a moment to <laughs> cough. She um, forgot to put herself on mute, but now she's on mute, and now she is coughing, I think. I can't tell. Um. Oh, that was the worst. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Just got a little oh tickle in my throat there. Yes. Oh, man. Um, yeah, so we had a little pet chat hang this week. That was super yeah. fun. Um, we, gave, we already gave a shout-out on the pet chat, but shout-out here again um, to all of those who made it. was super excited to see some some familiar faces and some newer faces um because normally greg's the one talking on the instagram account so he's like I, we've talked to everyone and i'm like not me <laughs> like it's pretty much greg um you need to message me on my personal account that's when we've talked to people but oh, okay. anyways we we debuted a fun little thing do you want to share it here yeah so we did a little mini giveaway on our virtual hangout that was uh exclusively for our patreon supporters but it is it was exclusive um, exclusive so um you'll you'll see this in our little shop of things and i see a little because it's a little it's a little collection of things Mm -hmm. you have the hatbox ghost decal and the um the people mover window decal are the two things Mm -hmm. that are that are popular but anyway it is a little festival of the arts pin and it's the festival festival of the arts the way that our shirt looks so it's as if it says farts and uh, it's a I pin, love so that you not... just showed it to me again. Like yes, as if you don't know, Beth. This <laughs> yes, is what it looks I like. I haven't seen it. Uh, basically, it's the same logo that's on the fart shirt, but it's yes. a pin, and it's really yeah. cool looking. So, if you're a pin person, you're gonna want this. Is all I'm saying. Yes. So check check out a link to our it's little. A, it's a really good conversation starter. You it know? is. Yes. Because people are like, "What is that?" You're like, "It's the festival of the arts. It's not the festival of fantasy." Yes. So um, we have some fun things talking about today. Mm-hmm. We'll be taking a deep dive into two Adventureland attractions. We've covered some other Adventureland attractions in previous episodes. Mm-hmm. We already talked about Pirates of the Caribbean as part of our uh, dark ride, like our classic dark rides. Right. And the Magic Carpets of Aladdin when we did our series on spinning attractions in Walt Disney World. Two attractions we haven't yet covered over there are the Enchanted Tiki Room, or Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room and Swiss Family Treehouse. So uh, those are the two we're talking about today. Yep. Next week, next week, <laughs> I'm excited um, because we'll have on a guest, and it's someone I've been following on YouTube for like years now, since before Nicole and I moved to Florida. Um, you may know her. Her name is Promise, and uh, she's been posting on YouTube and has a YouTube channel, obviously. She's inspired us to do really something really specific, and we've been doing it a lot, like talking about it a lot, too. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I've shared that, that she's kind of the reason why we started this thing, and we'll talk about this thing, which has become a huge part of my life with Nicole and Reba, 
and uh, it's something that that I know she's excited about too. On YouTube, her channel is Promise Hope. Okay. And the guy in her life posts beautiful Disney photos. Um, so we're going to talk about all of, all of those things um, on our Disney Local Must Do episode next week with special guest Promise Hope. And before we um, jump into our our stuff, I want to thank everyone for voting. I do like to, when I can, when I think of it, put up a poll to see what you all will choose for me to eat when I go to a park. Mm -hmm. Um, And rather than choose a location, I did choose an item at a specific location. I wanted to go to the ABC commissary. So rather than put that versus another place and just cross my fingers that everyone votes for the place I want to go, it's like, well, I want to go there. So um, the, the vote was between the chicken club and the shrimp tacos. And the shrimp tacos won. If you're unfamiliar, I voted. I voted for the shrimp tacos. <gasps> yeah, it was pretty close. It was only like maybe 55 to 45 yeah. percent. It was. It was you know pretty good. Um, the shrimp tacos are sautéed shrimp on flour tortillas. 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 Flour tortillas. Sautéed shrimp on flour tortillas, topped with cabbage slaw, chipotle mayo, mango salsa, served with Mexican rice and black beans. With uh, topped with pork and queso fresco. I didn't see the pork, and those beans were pretty watery. But I will say, mm. the um, the shrimp tacos themselves and the rice, excellent. I feel like I got a lot of food. It's twelve ninety nine, but it's a. Lo- I felt like it's a lot of food. Yeah, it sounds really, 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 really good. Um, and Nicole always gets delicious. the chicken club sandwich, but she just gets the gluten free version of it. But it's chicken, bacon, provolone, avocado ranch, lettuce, tomato. Um, the normal version comes on a toasted brioche bun with your choice of side, and that's twelve seventy nine over right there at the I mean, ABC you make commissary. It sound more boring. Yes, <laughs> you're like, and she gets this sandwich. It's like you know, it's like the usual like crap. No, 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 it's so good. <laughs> What's nice about ABC commissary, if you don't know, that's in Hollywood Studios, so it's just um, like kind of head towards Mickey and Minnie's, and they'll make a left off there right before you get there. Um, mm. What's nice about that location is their fries are steak fries. You get a little mm-hmm. extra potato in yep. your French fries over there. I like a good packed potato in my fry. <laughs> we had, well, I went somewhere yesterday and they're, they're, it was like restaurant fries, but they were just super crunchy. Like it just didn't, they're the kind where like, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of potato in there, oh, but they're crunchy. Yeah. And I was like, I like a good thick, like I need more potato in my oh, fry. potato. Didn't know where you were going with that. Um, yes. What did you, what did you think I was <laughs> It doesn't say? matter. Um, <laughs> okay. Good to know your potato preferences. <laughs> I guess, I mean, everyone was dying to know, so (laughs) write it down. Write it down. And you went to the parks today. Yeah, we spent some time at uh, Hollywood Studios, or as I've been calling it, Disney's Holiday Studios. Dude, Mm. the the Christmas decorations, holiday decorations at um, Hollywood Studios are really cool. We got to see Chip and Dale hanging out, playing, like, uh, being mischievous with things. They were knocking on a door the whole time. We saw um, the I don't know if, I don't know if today was the first day we're doing it, but I feel like I haven't seen it yet this season until today. The Santa cavalcade, so Santa comes out on his like all red car, which Can is the same. Can we talk about? Look, we need to talk about this okay. because I saw the Santa cavalcade. Yes, and then I saw I, feel like I saw Santa somewhere else, and then I saw someone post a video of the parade, mm-hmm. and I just want to point out that. Like I never noticed this before, and I don't want this to come across weird, but like Santa's not a white dude, like. <laughs> It's yes. like they're making sure it's not a white dude playing Santa. Does that make sense? And I, I just never noticed are, that before. And of course, everyone, this is Santa's helpers, right? Everyone knows Correct. the Santa's at the mall or all Santa's yes. helpers. Santa's, Santa's, San- helpers. Santa's, Santa's helpers come in all shapes and sizes and colors. So yes, <laughs> the Santa, the Santa helper that we see in the parade that I saw in the parade today um, was mm-hmm. a Santa of color, and um, and honestly, <laughs> like. 
it's kind of silly that it stands out, right? Because like mm-hmm. Santa's a made up thing, so really, why would it be white to begin with? It was probably because a white person probably came right. up with it, right? That's like Jesus being white. Yeah, like, like, Jesus we don't... was not white. Everybody. Yeah, I don't. Sorry. I don't know. Um... Hate to break it to you. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have like blue eyes and brown hair. <laughs> yeah, something like that. So um, I think it's cool. I mean, if I were a kid yeah. and I... I just had never noticed that before. I was yeah. like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Like, I saw it all kind of in the same, like, time frame. And so I was like, oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. All I right. think it's cool. And um, yeah. we... This is not the first season where this where it's been happening. I know for sure it was last year. I can't remember if it was 2020 or not as well, um, mm. when there was a little more inclusion happening there. Um, yeah. And luckily, like, no one seems to care in the park, which is good. Like, that's what we want. Yeah. Right? We I want mean, I don't to know not what care. you would. I just, again, it was just something that I noticed that I'm like, I guess I just had, like, had not paid attention to that. Or maybe I just didn't see a lot of Santa last year mm. or the year before that they've, um, because I'm like, previous years, like, let's be real. Yeah. It's been like a white dude. You know what I mean? As like, long as he's saying ho, 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 and ask me what I want for Christmas, I don't care what it looks like. <laughs> I don't care. It could be, you know, Phyllis Lapan and we would, we would all be fine. <laughs> From the office. Yeah, it's Phyllis. Lappin. Um, Phyllis Lappin. Lappin? Lappin? Yeah, Lappin. Lappin. Um, Lappin. But not Phyllis Kevin. Lappin. Dude, that scene in the office not where Kevin. Kevin sits on Michael's lap. <laughs> yes. And you can see Kelly laughing in the background, which is not supposed to be happening. It's funny to me. <laughs> anyway, the cavalcade there includes some reindeer. Pluto's dancing. They got like the little, I, want, I guess I should call them elves or something. Like a little dan- like the ribbon dancers coming up. Before. It's a cool little, little cavalcade. Um, elves can it's be little people, I think. Santa. Santa. Santa's helpers. Santa's Other Santa's little helpers. helpers. But yeah, the little cavalcade there. And it snows. I forgot that it, during the day it snows mm-hmm. on um, Hollywood. I knew that it snowed yeah. or snoped on sunset at night for the season's greetings or the holiday. Ho- what is it called? See Holiday sunset. Sunset greetings. Um, mm-hmm. I knew that it snowed then, but I forgot that it snowed during the day during the cavalcade, which was cool. So like I felt like it was, man, if you want some free holiday vibes yeah. hollywood studios Hollywood's where it's it. at mm-hmm. it's becoming my it's becoming more favorite to me holiday stuff than yes. magic kingdom slowly but i love it because right. their nighttime stuff the free like nighttime mm. projections and stuff that they do is just really cool it but. is really cool and it's not you know mm-hmm. there's no um it's not a party like at magic kingdom nothing against the christmas right. party i'm going shortly soon-ish anyway a couple weeks um it would have been last week but you know hurricane nicole rolled into town mm-hmm. and uh, and here we are eventually a tropical storm but okay Let's do our little deep dive in Adventureland over at Magic Kingdom Park. Uh, we have the Enchanted Tiki Room and the Swiss Family Treehouse to talk about. Right. Would you like to go first? I will go first. Okay. I'll do it. All right. Let's talk about, I almost said the Enchanted Tiki Room, <laughs> <laughs> the Swiss Family Treehouse. Um, as always, I'm going to start with what Disney says, but I did get some of my information from Wikipedia, from Undercover Taurus, from WDWinfo.com, Yesterland.com, DisneyWorld.com, EnchantedArchives.com. Um, just kind of pulled some things from all these different people. So I wanted to throw that out there. Um, so starting off, what Disney says is explore the ultimate treehouse and behold breathtaking views inspired by the classic Disney film, Swiss Family Robinson. At home in the sky, tour the island abode the Swiss Family Robinson built after they were shipwrecked on a deserted island. Cross a bridge at the foot of a large leafy tree and climb handcrafted wooden stairs. Explore the living quarters of the famous adventurers and discover open-air rooms brimming with a bevy of 19th century articles salvaged from the wreck. At the base of the tree, a large wooden wheel gathers water from a stream and a series of ingenious contraptions carry it to rooms inside the treehouse. A spectacular point of view, those who reach the six-story high summit of the treehouse will enjoy 360-degree views of Adventureland and Magic Kingdom Park, particularly Jungle Cruise River. 
So let's dive into kind of the history here. So the Swiss Family Treehouse is based on the 1960 film, uh, live action Disney film. It's called Swiss Family Robinson. And then the film itself is based on the 1812 novel by Johann David Weiss, I think it is. Yes. I think that's how you say the last name. Um, and I'm going to talk about some things that Sarah Fling stated in an article that she posted on Enchanted Archives because there was some good information here. So she says, this tale of survival and adventure features an innocent family from Switzerland shipwrecked on a deserted island in the early 1800s. Unprepared for their new life, the two parents and their children must learn to hunt, build, scavenge, and avoid island threats, including disease, inclement weather, and wild animals. Weiss published his novel during the um, Napoleonic Wars between France, the United Kingdom, and other European nations. French Emperor Napoleon Bonaparte... Bonaparte? Bonaparte. Was it... Bonaparte, right? Yeah, something like that. Uh, was an imperialist. In other words, he tried to use military force to expand into new lands and generate political and economic power of France. That actually explains why the Swiss family in Weiss's book ends up shipwrecked. They hmm. fled war-torn Europe but did not reach their destination. Weiss also wrote and published his novel at the time when European nations expanded into Africa and the West Indies. And as a result, colonialism became a popular theme for cultural products, including literature, music, theater, and novels like Swiss Family Robinson. She ends her article by saying, um, though the novel and film may both be fiction, the underlying themes of exploration and occupation in the Swiss Family Robinson are rooted in historical fact. So is much of the imaginary, uh, sorry, the imagery woven throughout Disney's Adventureland. As you exit the treehouse, you will see a slew of colonial style buildings meant to mimic exotic locales like the Caribbean, the Orient, and Africa. The next uh, tour stop is the Jungle Cruise ride, and that takes you on a journey through all three of those. Hmm. So I thought that was kind of cool how it like ties into the Jungle Cruise, if you will. So the Swiss Family Treehouse debuted first in Disneyland Park. Uh, basically, it was built almost two years, two years after the release of the film, so okay. 1962. It had been said that Walt remembered always dreaming of building a treehouse as a child, and like most other kids, you know, did. So he decided that he was going to basically make the biggest treehouse in history, which, you know, it's Disney. It's Walt Disney, so of course. Yeah. Uh, Imagineer Bill Martin, who uh, he was the Imagineer that helped design the treehouse, and he did that alongside Wolfgang. Puck? I think it's right. Nope. <laughs> Wolfgang Reiterman or Reitherman. I don't know how you say that. Um, he was basically the designer of the treehouse for the actual film. So he got with Bill Martin. Oh. They were like doing this project together. And then Disney World's version was an opening day attraction. So October 1st, 1971, the Swiss Family Treehouse was their opening day. And the story here, obviously, that we've just mentioned is that after the shipwreck, the family managed to save furniture, supplies, and ship parts. Um, and so that's why the treehouse kind of looks like it does. It's like an intriguing combination of European goods and primitive jungle products. Mmm. Mmm. I mean, of course, I'm like, you know, thinking in my head, you're like in a shipwreck. There's no way you're like collecting all these things. But no. I guess if all the all these things wash up on shore, then yeah, you're going to collect them. Okay, so some of the stats of the treehouse. Uh, Disney has given the artificial tree species that houses the treehouse a scientific name. Let me say that again. Disney has given the artificial tree species that houses the treehouse a scientific name. This is not a real thing, but Disney is so extra that yes. they were like, we're going to go ahead and throw in our own name. And it's called Disney Odendron Superflorens Grandis, which means large, always blooming Disney tree. Okay, fair enough. So I guess that's like a real term. Yes. But the tree in Magic Kingdom is known as a Disney Odendron Eximus, which means out of the ordinary Disney tree. I, I mean, I don't know why they came up with this, but they did. So the Swiss family Robinson tree is called the Disney Odendrum Eximus. Yes. Well, think about um, it. So 
you know, they they like naming things and they have yeah. plenty of fake trees and to like, I don't know, stay in some type of scientific classification. They came up with the with a, a species of trees, which is to say like, mm-hmm. so they still sound real, but they're not real yeah. trees. Right. But then this right. one is obviously different because it's not just a tree that's there for fun. It's like a functional yeah. tree, but like there's stuff going on. So it's the, was it Disneyodendron eximus, like you said? Disneyodendron eximus. Um, yeah, so let me see. So um, it's a man-made tree, obviously. It has concrete roots. And then there's 1,400 limbs, and those are also constructed of steel coated in cement. There's 300,000 plastic leaves that were attached by hand. And the tree is Hold 90 on. feet. 300,000 yeah. leaves Thousand attached leaves. by hand. Yeah. Right? That's a painstaking process. I don't know how process. they attach them. Yeah. Just a little bit of hot glue. Of these. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, how many of these have fallen off and like, do they go back and like reattach leaves and stuff? Yeah. What's their Michael's time? bill? Do you think they go, they go shopping, they, craft shopping um, all the time? Because like the original tree, I think they said had um, like red, red and orange leaves maybe, but because the sun dried, like the sun um, basically the color changed the color so much, like drowned the color out, they went back and replaced them all with green leaves. Mm. Like, dang, that is a lot. Um, the tree is 90 feet high and 60 feet wide. This treehouse has a clever and functioning plumbing system. A water oh. wheel drives a continuous supply of scoops, lifting 200 gallons of water per hour into the tree. The water dumps into a system of bamboo gutters that use gravity to provide clean running water to every room. Yes. And the tree is actually classified as a building. Oh. This is because of the requirements of the certain permits that they had to um, to get for it. So it's actually like a classified building. It's so large. Um. And the root system of the tree goes four stories into the ground. So that's a little bit nuts. Yikes. I remember um, we semi-recently were up in the uh, in the treehouse, and I remember getting some video of the water system you're talking about. So I'll, hopefully I'll be able to dig that up and mm-hmm. post it to you and see what we're talking about. Um, you know, the water flowing up to the top and then coming down the bamboo shoots and stuff. And there are some really fun park views up there, um, I yeah. will say. Because you can, you can kind of see out towards Space Mountain, but... The fun stuff is Adventureland and then Frontierland. So when you get up kind of towards the top, there's this little house off to the left, I guess, like a room. It's not really a house. It's a, it's a, a room. But if you poke your head through um, a spot, you can see Splash Mountain. And I've taken a couple of cool photos from up there. Mm-hmm. And you don't need a big fancy lens. I mean, it will help if you have a zoom lens. But um, you get some nice views of Splash Mountain, like the very, very top of the mountain up there. I know it won't always be Splash Mountain, but for now it is. And uh, you just get some really cool views of the park up there. I've always been curious if you could see the fireworks when you're up there. I don't know what time mm. the attraction closes that night. Um, yeah, if you've been either. up there for fireworks, would love to hear about it. Um, curious. I'm going to see right now if it's open uh, during firework time. With the fireworks? Mm. Yeah. And, um, I mean, there's just a lot. I think there's a lot to say, too, about all the things that you can hmm. look at walking through there. There's just yeah. a ton of, like, the just the decor that they have in there. It's, you know. If you've seen the movie, you kind of know. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of, like, little things to look at. And I'm sure probably every little thing has some sort of meaning. There's just not a lot of, you know, there's not a ton of information out there about it. But, you know, Disney, they're very um, purposeful in all the things that they do. And I did find this cool image. Um, It was actually, like, a flyer that looked like it was was made by Walt Disney Productions. And it was for the first one that opened at Disneyland. So it says, just in time for Thanksgiving fun. It says, Disneyland branches out. With the world's tallest treehouse. And it says, now you can thrill to, yeah, it says, now you can thrill to a real Swiss Family Robinson adventure in the tremendous giant, more than seven stories high. I feel like the numbers have changed every time. More than seven stories high, 80 feet wide. It's the biggest in the world, in the whole world. 
explore the three different levels, see all of the magic kingdom spread beneath your feet, climb to a new height of fun. Oh. Um, so this was the original one at Disneyland. Now the original one at Disneyland was rethemed to a Tarzan theme yes. later down the road. So it's not Swiss family Robinson anymore. Like it's, and then this like last week yeah. they announced that they're yeah, that re- re- re-theming it. Right. It's been closed yeah. for a little bit of time and now it's just guess... the Adventureland treehouse. So it's not, yeah, it's not Tarzan, but it's not, not Swiss family. Swiss family. It's like, right. it's its own thing now. Mm-hmm. Or it will be. Um, and then the flyer, the bottom of this thing just has like special holiday hours. So Thanksgiving Day, Friday, November 23rd, Saturday, November 24th, and Sunday, <laughs> November 25th. Um, which I'm sure you can go back and figure out what year that was. But I guess yeah. that was 1962. Holy so it was Nove- November of 62 so when it opened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I looked it up. So here um, at our park, the Swiss Family mm-hmm. Treehouse, current like today, is open till 11 p.m., which means you can for sure watch fireworks. Yeah. Um, while you're up there. I don't know how much of them you're going to see. So if you've ever done that, and you recommend it, let us know. would love to see what it looks like from that perspective. If you happen to have any video or photo of that, yeah. feel free to, to tag us in that so we can see. I I'm feel curious. like it's, it gets pretty dead at night. Like, there's really no one up there. Yeah, so. probably not. And I'm, that's one of those that, like, we don't really do. Mm. You know, it's like once you've done it, you're like, okay, I did that. <laughs> I think it's more fun for the kids. But I'm also like, I'm already sweating enough. Yes. I don't really need to be climbing things <laughs> that are going to make me more sweaty. <laughs> we usually only do it in the cool weather months. Because yeah, you're right, yeah. I'm not I'm not working out while I'm at the park, right? I'm not, I don't need to yeah. climb stairs. Um, there's a, a few things that I, I wanted to mention about the treehouse as well. Yeah. Um, so there's some there's some music that's associated with the treehouse. And if you've ever done like the Magic Kingdom music loops and stuff on YouTube or whatever, there's mm-hmm. a section that plays. And to be honest with you, this section I thought was maybe about the Matterhorn and Disneyland's park. Mm-hmm. And that's that was the carryover because the, the music that was used in the film played on a pipe organ um, was included in this attraction. And it still remains to be associated with the, tra- the attraction. And this is that sound. in your head yet everybody I thought maybe no but was... when you said this is what it sounds like i mean in my head immediately i'm like it's about to be a fart sound even though like i know it's not but i'm like waiting for it <laughs> not this time everybody it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't um i thought maybe that was like pinocchio yeah. village house music or something yeah. maybe they do use it over there too because it's swissy uh, but that's the yeah. quote swiss polka uh from yeah the i was like it is yeah now that i'm like thinking of swiss yeah that sounds about right. Yeah, Swiss family, Swiss polka. Swiss family. Polka. Oh, that's what it is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Swiss family. And one other thing. So obviously Swiss. in Adventureland, there's a lot of um, overlapping connections among the attractions. You may have heard of the Society of Explorers and Adventurers, and there's a whole, like all kinds of stuff. But mm-hmm. um, one small little nod to the Swiss Family Robinson book um, is in the skipper canteen so there's actually a copy of the swiss family robinson book within the skipper canteen so mm-hmm. if you've been in there there's a library section with a bunch of books some of them have punny titles or like mm-hmm. the combination of the author and the, the title of make up a pun or a joke but they do have a copy obviously it's not random because it's just a nod to mm-hmm. its to its neighboring attraction the uh, swiss yeah. family treehouse and they um over time like disney has referenced in some of like their animated things before um like there was i did find some notes on like 
it was kind of things that maybe I've never heard of, like, or don't, don't know, but it was like random cartoons and things like that, that they referenced the Swiss family mm-hmm. tree. So, um, you know, it's, I guess, more referenced than yes, just being in the parks, but yeah. And one other, For like, sure. deeper reference to the attraction in the Skipper Canteen, in that same library, that one's a little more obvious, where it says, like, this is the Swiss Family Robinson book. There's mm-hmm. also another book in there called The Treehouse Construction, which is like, okay, like, I get it. There's a treehouse across the way. But the author, it just says by Mills, M-I-L-L-S. Mills is the last name of the main actor from the original movie, the 1960 yeah. movie that, like, spawned all of this. So yeah. unless you knew that, you'd be like, oh, this is just a right. treehouse book. But no, like, the last, the last name is a connection, too. So cool. So cool. So that's all we got for Swiss Family Treehouse. Swiss Family Treehouse. The Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse. The Swiss Family, this Robinson Treehouse. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's, like, been many names. It's like, what is it called? I don't know. The Swiss Family Treehouse. We're hashtag wallet motivated here, so we're happy to share a way to save on a great holiday gift idea. Our partners at Pet Creations Art will hand draw your pet as a cartoon on a few items. And when we say cartoon, we do mean a Disney style cartoon. And they'll draw it on a canvas, a mug, or a fleece blanket. You just upload your photos to Pet Creations Art and they'll work their magic. Yeah, and all the artwork is hand drawn by two sisters, Sally and Sophia. Hey, girls. Uh, they'll send you a preview within three to four days, and then once you approve their work, they ship out your order, and the shipping is free. Join the thousands of happy customers who have surprised their loved ones with a personalized gift this holiday season from Pet Creations Art. Don't forget our code, That Park Life. Should we walk down a little bit in Adventureland to the uh, Atiki Room, if you will? Yes. And I assume you mean Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. Yes, I do, actually. Tell me all about it. First, let's start with how Disney describes it on the official Disney website. Tropical birds, tiki gods, and colorful flowers come to life in a swinging South Seas musical extravaganza. A extravaganza eleganza. Sing along with a lively menagerie of exotic birds, flowers, and tiki statues in this jubilant Disney classic. A feast for your ears and eyes, the Theater in the Round show invites you to sit back, relax, and experience the beauty of the South Pacific with a cast of over 225 choreographed audio-animatronic performers. Who need a break. Oh my gosh, Ooh, that's some a water. lot. Um, audio-animatronic, audio-animatronic, audio-animatronic. That's a, what a word. Audio-animatronic. It's also Say like that I, have five to, times fast. I have to really think about how to spell mm-hmm. it whenever I go to type that out. You know? Oh my gosh. Um, but anyway, okay. So let's talk about some history. You may know that this was originally a Disneyland attraction, similar to the Treehouse. So let's start over there, because a lot of what happened over there really informed the decisions that were made when it was time to build our, I say our, like you and I own Disney World here, to build (laughs) the Tiki Room here at Magic Kingdom. In the early 60s, Walt and his wife traveled to New Orleans. During that trip, um, Walt came into contact with a mechanical bird, like a mechanical bird toy. And he wound up growing this fascination with mechanical birds and wanted to improve the technology and then build a show around the singing birds. Um, With all those thoughts circling in his head, he settled on a tiki backdrop, and that's what led to it landing in Adventureland. The tiki motif would fit Mm -hmm. in with Adventureland. And as a side note here, it wasn't much of a random thought that tiki became the backdrop. Because in the 50s and 60s, specifically in that time 
in California, there was a significant pop culture movement with Tiki. Like, Tiki mm. was the rage. It yeah. was the cat's pajamas at the mm. time. So it all kind of just came together um, to, to be a, a Tiki-related thing. So we the, really need to go back to the history of Tiki. Yes. <laughs> Let's go back, way Let's back. Let's go back in time. The original concept for the Tiki Room was a restaurant. It was supposed to be a dinner and show kind of thing. Imagineer John Hench wrote about it in his book. So John Hench has this book about lots of things, but specifically talks about the Tiki Room. He said, quote, The theory was that if all the guests were seated and served at the same time, they would finish eating the main course together, allowing us to start a show during dessert at specific times for lunch and dinner. Unfortunately, the execution of the plan became too complex and cumbersome, so it was pared down to just an attraction. Uh, they also realized if they did truly make it a restaurant, they couldn't contain as many people in the attraction because they have to mm -hmm. spread out a little bit more. You can't like sit shoulder to shoulder with everybody, right? right? Because you need a little more space. you got tables and whatnot. Yeah, people so, walk around the whole time. Yes, it was just decided to scrap the dinner portion of it and just make it a show. When it opened in 1963, it was the first attraction to feature audio animatronics, which then was a patented invention by the Walter Elias Disney Enterprises, so WED mm -hmm. Enterprises, before they called themselves the Imagineers. So it was the very, very first attraction to feature audio animatronics, which was, as you might imagine, a big deal. This is the 60s, right? Right. right. This is 60, 60 years ago at this point. Mm -hmm. um, and they had this whole show... Uh, they sounded different back then. A lot more clacking yeah. happening, happening now yes, than back then. But uh, I have no, don't worry, no sounds of the clacking. When it came time to choose the voice actors for the main birds, they chose some, some local talent. Uh, there are four main birds, two of which are Jose and Michael. Jose and Michael are voiced by two actors who were longtime performers in the Golden Horseshoe Review in Frontierland. This is Frontierland of Disneyland Park. Cool. So two of their own got to be basically immortalized in the show because mm -hmm. they're still there. The version we have here at Disney World is still those same voices. Uh, one of the other birds is named Fritz, which is just a great name. Can I, If I were to change my name, I think I would change it to Fritz. I know a Fritz. I actually do know a Fritz. And that's their real name? Mm-hmm. It's their real name. Are they German? Um, I don't know if they are or not. I don't he's, know. If I mean, he's an older, he's an older guy now, but probably like in his sixties or seventies, but hmm. I just Fritz. don't know how to say the name without saying Fritz like that. Fritz. Like that's how I hear it in my head. <laughs> but anyway, the reason I asked if Fritz is German is because the bird Fritz has a German mm. accent here yeah. at, uh, the Enchanted Tiki Room and it's voiced by Thurl Ravenscroft, who we've mentioned mm. quite a few times yes. in this podcast. You may know him kind of first off as the one who sings You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. Mm -hmm. But in the more Disney context of things, you'll hear him singing in Grim Grinning Ghosts. He's also the bust in the graveyard scene of the Haunted Mansion, where some people think it's Walt Disney, but it's actually Thurl Ravenscroft. It's, right, it's his right. voice. And he's sometimes the one doing the super deep voice. The, th the thing that I call neck nuts. That's what he has. Uh, obviously, he's a man of a thousand voices, basically. You'll also hear him singing in Yo-Ho, A Pirate's Light for Me. It's like that song. Mm -hmm. Or he's also featuring Everybody Wants to Be a Cat. Like, what a wide range of yeah, things. Yeah, I was going to say, he's pretty pretty yes. wide range of things that he's been All that over he's the place. For. Yeah. So um, that's just some things about, about the birds themselves. So let's talk about uh, it coming to Magic Kingdom. So the Tiki Room was an opening day attraction for Magic Kingdom Park in 1971. It sits officially in the Sunshine Pavilion, and it, the show itself is a replica of the Disneyland version for the most part, 
Anyway, when it opened here, it was retitled as Tropical Serenade. So it was the same show. They just didn't call it the Enchanted Tiki Room or Walt Mm. Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. It was just Tropical Serenade. The pre-show was also different from the Disneyland version as well. Here, our pre-show features two birds, Clyde and Claude, who are still around. They tell a story of how they found the Sunshine Pavilion and its Tiki Room while they were running away from the wild animals of the Jungle Cruise. So you can tell this attraction was built Mm -hmm. after the Jungle Cruise because they were able to make reference to the Jungle Cruise. Here's a little breakdown of what you'll find on the inside of the Enchanted Tiki Room. There are 54 singing orchids, four totem poles, 12 tiki drummers. Like This is like the 12 days of Christmas, except... 12 tiki drummers, four (laughs) totem poles. (laughs) Okay, so um, 12 tiki drummers... 24 singing masks. Those are my favorite thing, by the way, because it, it's it's so freaking bizarre. So if you mm-hmm. want a trip, like if you're like engrossed in the tiki room and you're kind of like in it and you're there, just like turn around and watch the masks sing and watch maybe, them blink and they're like maybe don't mouths. do drugs and then do that. I would say definitely do drugs. <laughs> let let it be known that we're going on record as recommending drug use. Definitely do drugs before the tiki yes, room. You're gonna have like, the best time ever. Like the hard stuff. Do it. So that's uh, 24 of those singing masks. Seven birds of paradise. That's the plant. Seven the, the plants. birds of paradise. Eight macaws. Is it because mm. of their cause? No, it's because they're macaws. You're welcome, mm. everybody. Twelve <laughs> toucans, nine fork tails, six cockatoos, and 20 assorted tropical birds of the performers of the show. So kind of like mm. unnamed species of things. Right. What's the storyline of the show? Well... As you enter the theater, the birds are all asleep, which is why it's, like, dark in there. Mm -hmm. A cast member wakes up Jose. Jose, again, is one of the main uh, four birds. Usually the cast member is holding a stick, and they, like, they whack, like, his little stand or his little perch that he's on. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes they just say, wake up. And then Jose wakes up the other three main birds. Um, The bird Michael, which is one of the four, whistles and wakes up the, quote, glee club. They refer to all Mm -hmm. the other singing birds as the glee club. Then everyone sings the main song, which is, of course, a Sherman Brothers original song. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that it's, I, f- I think we can agree that it's an earworm, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's one of those songs that, tiki, that stays tiki, in your tiki, head. Tiki room. Yes. We played a little bit of it in the beginning of this episode. You don't even um, have to hear the song to know. You just know. Like, we'll be like, it's the Tiki Room, and then someone at our party will always go, it's the Tiki 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 Room. <laughs> exactly. Like, yep. Exactly. Um, I do think there are some standout lyrics from the main song. Allow me to read them to you. I will not sing them Please because do. I want to. I want to make sure you hear them because I felt like okay. if I sing them one, you'd be very distracted by my awful voice. And sometimes words get lost in lyrics. So, quote: "Welcome to our tropical hideaway, you lucky people, you. If we weren't in the show starting right away, we'd be in the audience too. So look at that. They're instilling some confidence. They want you to know mm-hmm. the show is so good." If they were in it, mm-hmm. they would be watching it. But think about it. If they weren't in it, would the show still be good? <laughs> Some cir- circuitous logic for them. They know them. what they're doing. They yes. know what they're doing. Um, one of the little stanza that stands out is this. Quote, show comes to life and we'll hope you'll agree. We hope that it fills you with pleasure and glee. Because if we don't make you feel like that, we're going to wind up on a lady's hat. So <laughs> if the show isn't good, they're killed, stuffed, and put on a hat. Yep. They're here to tell you about it. Could you imagine that's how it was at your job, Beth? (laughs) 
if you good. don't act appropriately and if you don't produce enough, we will stuff you and place you on an old woman's You will die. Hat. Yes. We will die. You will die. <laughs> you will die. Um, there's been a, a couple of updates to the attraction over the years. One of them, um, let's say, uh, comes with some high, some pretty profound opinions in, from guests. Uh, in 1993, the name of the attraction changed from Tropical Serenade to the Enchanted Tiki Birds. Okay, that one's innocent. That's mm-hmm. 1993. However, later that decade in the 90s, attendance for the attraction wasn't so great. Some guests were even leaving part of the way through the show. So, this led to an overhaul of the show. The old version closed in September of 97 and then reopened several months later in April of 98 as the Enchanted Tiki Room under new management. Ooh, this is where things... They thought it wasn't great before with the attendance. This just made things go south. What was that new management? It was Zazu from The Lion King and Mm -hmm. Iago Mm -hmm. from Aladdin. And um, it was not it was not a fan favorite. It's not great. It was no. not well received. Perhaps not as poorly well re- poorly received as the time that Stitch toilet papered the castle. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that. By the way, I love mm-hmm. that. Wish they would do that again. Just love making people angry for <laughs> over really something very trivial if you think Stupid. about it, right? Yeah. yeah, something very silly. Um, in two thousand one, there was a fire in the attic of the attraction. Mm-hmm. Lots of rumors came from this. The rumor was that the Iago animatronic was badly damaged. Um, but either way, once the attraction reopened from having been closed because of the fire, it reopened with um, the attraction being reverted to the show that it was before the underdue management. When it reopened, the original was trimmed down a little bit, so they kind of cut, I think, one segment out of it to make it shorter. Otherwise, it was the same. The original pre-show was restored as well with Clyde and Claude. And at this point, the name for this attraction officially became Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room, which is what it is officially called now. Obviously, for short, we call it the Tiki Room or even the Enchanted Tiki Room. But officially, it's Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. Get it right or we'll kill you. What? What? (laughs) Get it right or we'll kill you and put you on a lady's hat. Get it right or we'll stuff you. Okay, some fun facts. We're going to go on a little deep dive. I guess that's the point of this, right? We'll mm-hmm. go on a little deep dive about the Barker bird. So I don't mean Bob Barker. The Disneyland version featured a bird. Barker bird. If you're not familiar with like a Barker, usually I feel like you hear it um, in context of a carnival, like a carnival Barker. That's the person mm-hmm. that would be shouting at you to come play one of the games as you're walking by. Um, we currently have a Barker in Disney World and Disneyland. It's Mr. Potato Head. Um, yes. Yeah, um, ours is inside, and then it's, it's mm-hmm. outside over there on uh, Pixar Pier. Um, but that that kind of thing, where as you're walking by, they're trying to get your attention to, to come on in. So as the Barker, uh, as the Barker bird, it was perched outside the the Enchanted Tiki Room over in Disneyland, trying to get guests to come in the show, like shouting things out. Um, his name was Juan, and Juan is a cousin of Jose. If you remember, Jose is one of the four mm-hmm. main birds. And, of course, I have a little sound of what the Barker bird over there sounded like when that attraction first opened up. Buenos dias, senor and senoritas. How do you do down there? Ah, hello, ah. It is showtime now in Walt Disney's enchanted tiki room. Hurry, hurry to tiki room. Tiki's make drum go boom. Magic is happening. All the birds and flowers sing. Better come see this thing. Walt Disney's enchanted tiki room. Come to the tiki room. Hurry to the tiki room. 
one time I asked somebody, how's it going down there? And I got slapped <laughs> in the face. So it sounds so like, hey, just, I don't know, just say a bunch of stuff. Like, yes. Doesn't really rhyme, kind of rhymes. Yes. And it's like, come, come to, to the tiki, tiki room. room. <laughs> Not quite a sing song. How are you, you doing might. down there? Yes. <laughs> it's like, uh, I don't even know if you could do that now, but okay. No. Not PC, no. not PC. <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, uh, Juan, the cousin of Jose, the Barker mm-hmm. bird, is now located at the Walt Disney Family Museum in San Francisco, California. Francisco. The Barker bird of the Tiki Room was said to inspire a Barker parrot featured at our Pirates of the mm-hmm. Caribbean. So staying within Adventureland here for a moment, the Disneyland Tiki Bird Barker bird inspired the Barker parrot over here at our park at our pirates of the caribbean at first this parrot was at the end of the attraction so as the boat pulls into the unloading Mm -hmm. area and you go up the moving walkway or the gang plank um, the bird was there and the bird was there to kind of do a little bit of a a safety spiel it'd be like you know watch your feet as you join the Mm -hmm. gang plank whatever the phrasing was but guests started to linger around to watch the bird and wouldn't actually go up the moving platform because they thought it might be doing more than just like saying be careful so they yeah. moved the bird to the outside of the attraction, and it was there until 2006. And I I feel like I was an, maybe not an adult in 2006, was I? I feel like I should have been old enough to remember that, but yeah, I don't remember, I remember the, the Barker parrot outside. Um, of course, I found some sound. So okay. if you're wondering what the Barker parrot Maybe if parrot I hear it, I like, might be like, oh, yeah, okay. Maybe, yeah. So here's a little Barker parrot. How many different yeah. pirate sounding phrases just put it's like they put them in a bowl, like they typed them out, and the guy was just like picking up do little slips of paper. Yeah, do this one, do this one. Do this one. doesn't make any sense. Say it. Yeah, I don't remember any of that. No, Mm-mm. and no, uh, yeah, the Barker Pirate ended in 2006. And again, the only Barkers we still have are the that I can think of anyway are the um, are the Mr. Potato Heads. Mm-hmm. If you think of any other Barkers, please let me know. <laughs> I know, I'm like, I can think of what's in my head. The main birds all have distinct nationalities. I mentioned Fritz. Fritz mm-hmm. is German. German. Yes. Jose is Mexican. Pierre is French. And Michael is Irish. They went okay. pretty on the nose with some of these names. Yeah. But I guess that's how it is. Um, and you can kind of see in the colors that they're wearing to match some of the more primary colors of that country's flag. So pay attention to okay. that. Jose is Mexican. Pierre is French. Michael Irish. Fritz German. Don't know why the name Fritz, but who knows? Um, the last thing I want to talk about is the story of Rosita. And you might not know much about Rosita because they don't really talk about Rosita except for one really specific moment within the show. Pierre, one of the four main birds. And what nationality is Pierre, everybody? French. French. There'll be a quiz at the end. French, French. introduces the showgirl birds by name Colette, Suzette, Mimi, Gigi, Fifi, and Josephine. He's then interrupted by Jose, who asks, I wonder whatever happened to Rosita? Well, (laughs) Rosita was a showgirl bird until she decided to go solo. She was like, I'm too good for this place. I'm I'm going out on my own. 
Um, over at Disneyland Resort, Rosita sits on a pile of luggage at the Tropical Hideaway Restaurant, which is nearby, um, waiting for a Jungle Cruise boat to pick her up and let her sail out to her whatever her new adventure Stop is. Stop it. Yes. In That's her cool. possession is a cane and hat, which belong to Juan the Barker Bird. Remember, Juan is Jose's cousin. Mm-hmm. Um, so she has a little nod to the Barker Bird over there as well. Yeah. Um, yes, this is all over in, Dis- in Disneyland, but the Walt Disney World version of the Tiki Room still includes the dialogue about Jose asking where Rosita is because they just took Rosita? that dialogue. So Rosita's so cool. she has flown the coop, and yeah. she's out there in the real world working nine to five, just trying to make working a living. Nine to yeah. five. <laughs> I thought we were gonna get more than that. <laughs> Sorry. Those are all, all the lyrics I know anyway. She's just she's just living her life, man. She's girl power. Just trying to make it happen. <laughs> so that's some fun facts uh, on the. Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. room. Should we? We have no news nuggets, right? No news today. No news nugs. So we're going to pop over to some Disney history. As always, brought to you in partnership with the Mouselets. The Mouselets. Over at themouselets.com and TikTok and Instagram and all the fun stuff. Okay, what do you got? All right, I'm going back all the way to 1965. And you might say, 1965, well... Disney World wasn't open then, and you would be absolutely right. But this week in 1965, on November 15th at 2 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, Walt and Roy Disney, accompanied by Governor Hayden Burns, spoke to the press in the Egyptian room of the Cherry Plaza Hotel at Lake Eola in Orlando and officially launched the Disney World project in Florida. Um, I do have a, we do have a sound clip for this. Okay, here's Walt. We have many things in mind that could make this unique and different than Disneyland. Will it be at Disneyland? Well, uh, I've always said there will never be another Disneyland, Governor. And uh, I think it's going to work out that way. But it will be the equivalent of Disneyland. But, uh, this concept here will have to be something that is unique and uh, so that there is a distinction between Disneyland in California and whatever Disney does. I notice I didn't say Disneyland in Florida. Whatever <laughs> Disney does in Florida. So, yeah, just crazy to think back in 1965. Yeah. This was I all think, beginning. I think you were listening to Walt Disney trying not to be locked into calling it Disneyland because I think he yeah. knew it wasn't going to be called Disneyland to mm-hmm. keep it, I guess, separate. Because yeah. every other park now is a Disneyland right. except for Disney World. Yeah. Disneyland mm-hmm. Paris, like Hong Kong Disneyland, Tokyo Disneyland, right? Just. But Regular I'm curious Disneyland. if he were still alive, if he would have let that happen, if he would have been like, no, we're not calling it Disneyland. It's going to be something different. But they were doing it as like a nomad, like doing those other parks as a nomad. Yeah. I don't know. We are more of a world, though. We're very spread out here. Yeah. So like oh, I yeah. Kind of sure. get it. Okay. Um, I had to put the what, music back in because we had to take a little pause for the for the quote, for the little soundbite of Mr. What Walt. What you got? What you got? Of Walty. Okay. Um, I'm going to take us back to the year 2007 when the Yak and Yeti restaurant opened in Disney's Animal Kingdom. Um, it is in the small town of Anandapur in the Asia area of Disney's Animal Kingdom in a grand old house turned restaurant that offers meals of Asian cuisine that combines flavors from China, India, and Nepal. And it's good. We like it there. Yeah, we like it there. I like the um, hmm. the little quick service outside. Quick service also, is good as well. It's also really close to that area where the monkeys are on the ropes up yes. top and you're like how do they not just jump across and like how yes. are they staying there every time i see it i'm like there's no way they haven't figured out that they can jump like right across the way and 
like leave the park if they wanted to. I don't understand how they keep them. Hop on someone's back. Oh, that's a really realistic looking monkey bag. Thank you. And they get to escape with a monkey. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Before I leave us all with the quote, a gentle reminder. If you like what you heard today, please feel free to like and subscribe. Um, head over to iTunes and leave us a review over there. It is a way for us to stand out in the Disney podcast community. If you want to follow us on Instagram, our podcast account is at that park life podcast or my personal account is at the disney greg i'm at the real beth mcdonald you can head over to our website for a myriad of things Mm -hmm. Uh, you can suggest a toe you can suggest a toe hey guys how about the big toe toe, everyone (laughs) if you have a toe you can suggest one for us you can suggest a show topic. You can also ask a, ask us a question in the Ask Beth and Greg section or submit a cast member magical moment. Um, all of those are available on our website, thatparklifepodcast.com. If you want to hang out with us every now and then yeah. in our virtual hangouts, which we're bringing back, um, you can um, join us via Patreon. We also have weekly bonus episodes there as well, and those episodes are ad-free. Okay, a quote to end our episode comes from Winnie the Poop. No, sorry, okay. Winnie the Pooh. I affectionately call him Winnie the Poop. Winnie the Pooh. Um, and this is uh, top of mind now because I'm trying to be a, a little more strategic in my eating habits, and I'm trying to give up dessert, okay. and uh, which really just means eating after dinner. So sometimes I just At eat the dessert. Holidays? Come on. Well, I eat dessert in the middle of the day. Th- th- therefore, it's better. Anyway. Um, so Winnie the Pooh once said, I wasn't going to eat it. I was just going to taste it. Mm. And that's why he's the most logical person. Winnie the Pooh for president, everybody. That's what she said. What? Yes. <laughs> All right. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week when we chat with Promise Hope. Yes. See you then. All Y'all right. have a great week. Bye, everyone. Bye. All the birds sing words and the flowers croon. Our show is delightful. We hope you'll agree. We hope that it fills you with pleasure and glee. Because if we don't make you feel like that, we're gonna wind up on a lady's hat. In the tiki 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 room. In the tiki 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 room. All the birds sing words and the flowers croon. In the tiki 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 room.